today on Transforming Lives. That he did when he walked the face of the earth was a sample or a, 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 a demonstration to let us know that we too can do his work. Can believe with him to trust that God by his spirit is able to do that which he says he would do. When Jesus um, came on the scene and he um, shared his purpose, he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Open your Bibles, please, to uh, Matthew chapter 10. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10. Hallelujah. Amen. Want to read verse 1 and then verse 7 and 8. Let's stand and let's read together. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 and then verse 7 and 8. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. And when he had called the twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Verse 7. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you receive, freely give. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, you, you may have your seat. I'm sorry. Um, Smith Wigglesworth shared a story of a man who was sick. This man was a, a minister and he was sick. Um, it, it was a, 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 a deadly disease. And so he heard um, about the, in the, read in the scripture that um, the Bible says um, when you are sick you need to um, call the elders of the church for them to anoint you with oil, amen, and pray for you and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And so he called some of his friends um, to come and to pray for him um, because he was sick. And so the friends went to him to pray and they prayed, and you know, they prayed as they could um, around him. He was bedridden. And um, after they prayed, nothing seems to happen. Amen. And so this man wept. He was he was disappointed that um, and, you know, his friends came and they anointed him with oil um, and prayed for him and prayed the prayer of faith, but nothing seems to happen. And so they were leaving and then when they went outside, one of the, the, the friends said to the rest of them, he said, um, I, there was something that I wanted us to do, and I would just ask you for all of us to go back and to do that. 
Um, um, so, so, and, and just see what, what will happen. And when they went back inside, he said, I just want all of us to just call on the name of Jesus. And we're not praying, all we're doing is just call the name of Jesus. And so they began to call the name of Jesus. They began to call, and, you know, just calling the name of Jesus and focusing on Jesus. And as they began to call the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, faith arise in the place and the men were totally healed. Um, but Smith workers will share concerning the power of the name of Jesus that when we take our eyes off ourselves and we can focus it on Jesus, we can get the result. God wants to heal us, amen, and it is the will of God, and we'll talk about that in, in later time. But it is the will of God for us to be healed. And But the key thing there is that sometimes we put, put our eyes so much on the problem that we miss to take our put our eyes on the source, who is Jesus Himself. And when we believe, when we begin to put our faith and ground ourselves in the Word of God and make our attention and put our gaze on on what God wants us to gaze on, we can develop our faith and we can believe. The Bible tells us in this passage we shared on Sunday, we, we told you that one of the commissions that Jesus gave the disciples, he said to them, as you go, preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And God wants us to preach consistently as we go, wherever we go, whatever we are doing, whatever vocation we are in, God wants it to be a normal way of us sharing the gospel. But the second, uh, the third portion of um, this commission in verse 8, he said, heal the sick. Say it with me. Say, heal the sick. Now, as a church, I want us to get this revelation in our spirit because I believe this is something that God would do in our own lives and in the life of this church. God wants to mark us that we will take this commission seriously to believe God for people that we encounter and pray that God by His Spirit will touch their lives and heal them. Because God has commanded us to heal the sick. Notice He did not say pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. Amen. And if you read the, 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 the Gospels and the book of Acts, uh, many times when Jesus ministered, Jesus never prayed for the sick. He cast out, he spoke to the problem, he, he cast out the devil, he, he commanded the blind eyes to see, he commanded the, the woman who were bent over for, for 18 years, he commanded, he said, hey, you know, be loose of your uh, um, infirmity. Jesus always speak to the problem and commanded the problem to align to the things of God. We need to get the word of God in our spirit and believe that because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, and the gospel goes along with healing the sick and casting out devils. We need to position ourselves to get the word of God in our heart to take God's healing message to those who need it. Amen. You see, he said that we should go. Now, when we look at this particular passage, like I said to you, Jesus was giving the commission and, but he was assigning the disciples to the same mission that he had. Amen. Jesus had gone through um, Galilee ministering. 
And you know, this was his, part of his Galilean ministry. Ministering, showing the disciples that you can heal the sick, you can preach the gospel, you can sh- shout. And then he told the disciples, the harvest is plenty, plentiful. The laborers are few. In essence, what Jesus was saying, I'm doing it by myself. I'm carrying you along. You are working. You are helping with me, me to get this work done. But we need more workers to get the work done. And so I want to commission you to go out and do the work. And that's what he did when he commissioned the church to take the gospel out. And then he said, when you take the gospel out, make sure that you heal the sick. That means that you meet the needs of the people who are there. There are many people in our community and in our neighborhood and even in our families and in our household that are not well and we need to believe God that God can bring healing and deliverance. Now when you read this passage, I mean this this portion in verse 8, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you receive, Freely gave. So Jesus uh, um, demonstrated things that he himself did and showed his disciples concerning how to minister to those who need ministry. Jesus' ministry was in the, uh, um, the disciples' ministry or the church ministry is an extension of Jesus' ministry. Whatever we do by sharing the gospel, by ministering to the sick, by casting out devils, by raising the dead or whatever we do, it is an extension of what Jesus did. And we need to believe God and trust God that God will empower us and he has already done that for us to take steps of faith and believe that God will bring to pass in our lives to heal the sick. Healing the sick is critical to the gospel. T.L. Osborne said it this way. He said, we are God's hands. We are God's mouth. Jesus came and died on the cross. When Jesus was on earth, Jesus had a physical body to minister to people. And he moved from place to place. After Jesus died and rose again from the dead, now Jesus is seated in heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit. And Jesus now is using our body. We are the body of Christ and he's working in us to touch the people who are sick and to heal those. Jesus does not have a body, a physical body, but the church is the spiritual body of Jesus, and we represent him. Amen? And so we are the ones now to take this gospel so that he can bring healing and deliverance to those who need it. I remember when I was young, um, I'm very young, uh, my mother took sick, and um, she was hospitalized. And it, it was very devastating because um, we did not expect her to survive. You see, I've been around healing and seeing the power of God um, in in the lives of people so many times that it's, it's, it's like second nature for me to believe. And the first thing to even think about when you we face, uh, when I see people say, is to think about how to pray and believe God for God to touch their lives. And bring healing. I remember she she was very sick. You know, we didn't know she was hospitalized for a while. We were young by that time. I can't remember my particular age by that time, but I think maybe maybe about seven or eight years old. I can't remember. Um, but I remember the day that my mom came back from the hospital. 
When she came, she shared with us that she had a dream. Um, when she, and, you know, we didn't know that she was going. She said she had a dream. And in this dream, it was like she saw someone like her mom. And her mom said to her, you need to take your medicine. And it was like she didn't want to take the medicine. And her mom said, you need to take the medicine. That, that was a sign that God was healing her. And she said when she got up from that dream, there was a turnaround in her life completely. God healed her. Where, she, where the doctors were expecting her not to survive, God healed her completely. God is faithful. And God still heals. God still worked miracles in the, in the life of his people. I remember a few years ago, um, um, I had, I was diagnosed with aneurysm in my head. We didn't know about it. Okay, I just started to feel pain in my head. Um, we went to the hospital, went to the doctor, went to all the people that we can think about, and all of the different tests the doctors did. They couldn't find anything. They, they, they were, they, there wasn't anything that they could find. They would ask you questions, you would share, and, and um, you would share with them, they gave you medicine and nothing. They did all the scans they, they could think about. And I remember uh, Pastor Lisa and I praying and believing God, and there were many other people who were praying and believing God for us also and trusting God. But we went to this, the, um, our primary doctor recommended us to this um, new uh, um, surgeon. And we went to him, we were sharing, um, talking to him, and he was playing, you know, giving us um, his own diagnosis concerning what he was going to do. And he was about to send us to do MRI and all of the different tests. And as he were, were talking, Pastor Lee shared with him that my mom had died from aneurysm. And that's how she, she passed. And he said, aneurysm? He said, yes. He said, well, I, we need to do more than just the MRI. We need to do the MRA. And when they did the MRA, that's when they found that there was a blood vessel at the back of my eye, on one of my, I think this is my left, left or right, right eye, that I had cut, and you know, and I was bleeding in the head. Now, we didn't know that. We didn't understand that. But what he said to us then was that he would not have sent us to do the MRA if Pastor Liz had not mentioned that my mother passed because of aneurysm. Okay, so I would have continued to be bleeding. They would have done all of it because the CAT scan didn't show it. The MRI didn't show it. Okay, it was only the MRA that shows the actual blood vessels that was able to detect it. Okay, and God by his spirit healed me. God still heals today. We need to believe that God is faithful to bring healing and deliverance in our lives. Jesus' miracles that he did when he walked the face of the eye was a sample or a, 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 a demonstration to let us know that we too can do his work, can believe 
with him to trust that God by his spirit is able to do that which he says he would do. When Jesus um, came on the scene and he um, shared his purpose, he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach liber- uh, um, deliverance of captives to the to, um, to the deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus was declaring that my purpose is to preach the gospel and heal the sick. And that's the purpose of Jesus. It's the same purpose of the church. Because when he said to the church, the commission he gave us, he said, go and preach the gospel. Declare the kingdom of heaven and heal the sick. And it's the same purpose. Amen. We need to believe God that we as children of God are called by God to carry on the message of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, the Bible says that Jesus was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Amen? What the Bible is telling us is that Jesus paid the penalty so that we don't have to pay it anymore. Jesus died so that we don't have to die anymore. Jesus uh, uh, um, paid, uh, took the beating on his body, and it was bruised so that we can be healed. Jesus uh, uh, paid the penalty for sin so that we don't have to carry uh, um, the penalty of sin anymore. Jesus paid the penalty for us. And we can expe- expect God to heal our body. We can trust Him. The Bible tells us that God told the children of Israel, He said, I am your healer. Amen. He said in um, Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, He said, I am the Lord who healed you. I am your healer. I am Jehovah Rapha. Amen. And we can trust God. David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And the benefits of God is the forgiveness of sin and the healing of our bodies. Amen. God wants us to experience the power of God. Raha Bunke shared a story of a woman who God healed miraculously in one of his meetings. He said this woman was um, uh, um, bed, um, she had um, a, a particular uh, um, paralysis, you know, her, her entire body was uh, paralyzed, but she still wanted, she was in pain, um, some kind of arthritis, um, and she was in severe pain, but she still wanted to go to church, she still wanted, she was in a wheelchair, um, and she, she still wanted to, um, she couldn't move, um, but she, she was, uh, 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 um, still try to serve God in whatever way she could, but many times she would not. Uh, um, she couldn't just sit up. She couldn't. She had to lay down. And this woman, she um, she went through several different surgeries, and the surgeries that she went through to try to correct the problem continued to get uh, worse. So one day she had a dream. She had a dream, and in the dream. She was about to have another surgery. And um, 
she didn't want to have the surgery. But she saw in the dream that she was taken to a particular meeting. And when she went to this meeting, there was a service. And in the service, a man was preaching. And he prayed for her. I mean, right after the preaching, he went straight to her. She saw in the dream that he went to her, he prayed for her, and she got healed. And so she went and shared with her pastor concerning what to do because she was supposed to take the surgery. And so her pastor said to her, well, I mean, maybe it means that God wants to heal you. Um, so let's continue to pray and believe God concerning it because she has taken so many surgeries and, and, you know, nothing had worked. And, you know, um, and so Rahab Bunky was scheduled. I, don't, I can't remember whether it was England or in Germany. He was scheduled to minister there. And he went to minister to the service, but they, they decided that they were going, their church decided that they were going, and, and this woman talked to her husband to pray, I mean, to take her, so they carry her in a wheelchair, to carry her, carry her in an ambulance because she couldn't, um, um, you know, control herself. Um, and so when they went, when she went into the meeting, um, Raha Bunke came outside and he said, this is how he shared the story. When he came on the platform, as he was coming on the platform, the Spirit of God said to him, Tonight, I am going to heal a lady from paralysis, um, and she's going to get up from the wheelchair and walk. So when he came in his meeting, there were several people in the wheelchair um, in his meeting. And so he ministered. And as soon as he finished ministering, he got up and he went to his, I think to his right or his left. He went to his right, one of the, the, the two something, but God spoke to him that he was going to heal the lady. But God specifically told him what, where she was. I think either on the right or the left. So don't, something I'm trying to figure out which one. But he went on the opposite side, okay, to another person who was in the wheelchair. And he prayed for the person, and the person did not get up. So he said, well, wait a minute, you, and you know, he was thinking, you said, if I pray for this person, she will get up. But he prayed, and nothing happened, and he said, in the name of Jesus, I said, rise up, and, and she didn't get up. So he lifted up her up, but she still went, she sat down, sat back down. And then he realized, oh, wait a minute, no, it was on my, I'll just use right or left. For, for the uh, um, illustration, he said it was on my right, but on my right is my the person's left. So he went on the opposite side, and when he went on the opposite side, it was this lady who had, uh, you know, she she had seen this preacher now, and you know, and so she so he prayed for her and commanded her to get up and walk. And as he lifted her up, the the her husband and the, the people that were there were saying she would not be able to get up. And so as soon as he lifted up uh, her up and said, rise up and walk, she got up and she started to run. She was completely healed and delivered. And he shared the story when she shared all the details about it. When they went home, she, she had not walked for years. Her daughter was home. They were not expecting her. She walked up. 
up the steps, went into her house, and when her daughter saw her, she thought she saw her ghost. And then her husband said to her, well, let's, let's just keep the wheelchair so, you know, you have not, just in case something happens. She said, no, I'm not going to sit in a wheelchair anymore. I am you. And it was so uh, um, publicized because this woman, she was known. The reporters went to her to interview her, and she said, uh, here, and then the reporter asked her, what if it doesn't work? She said, well, it will work because God showed me that I was healed, I had a dream, God showed it to me, I went to the meeting, it happened to me, and I'm not going to walk. I mean, not going to get in a wheelchair anymore. And so, the next Sunday, she said to her husband that she was going to walk to church. There were several blocks. And so she started to walk, the husband came behind her with a wheelchair. <laughs> you know how sometimes we husbands act, right? <laughs> Came behind her with a wheelchair, riding behind her just in case something happened. And she walked all the way to church. She shared her testimony. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. So please write or email us at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. It is 305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309 or admin at com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night, our Bible study at 8 p.m. And Friday at 8 p.m., our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.